Welcome guys to another episode of Facility and Property Management Secrets Radio. I'm your host, Javier Lozano with CMI Mechanical. We are a national HVC refrigeration company helping you with your retail restaurants, um, anything that has to do with HVC refrigeration throughout the United States. Uh, today's podcast is a, it's a pretty good one where uh, we'll be interviewing Nate Lee with uh, RPM Pizza. So you may not know who RPM Pizza is, but you do know who Domino's Pizza is. And Nate comes from basically uh, from Mississippi, and uh, he's going to be kind of talking a little bit more about his experience as a facility manager there. So before we get started, Nate, you know, I, as many facility managers, they kind of f- fall into this role. And so that's something I always like to ask. Is this something that you kind of uh, happen to fall into? Well, uh, like you said, I pretty much fell into the role. Um, I, I was just finishing up a um, startup program with a local utility company. Um, pretty much came in and developed the program and then handed it over to a third party. So I was kind of in limbo. And RPM Pizza had an opening for a facilities assistant. And at the time, they were going through some transitions. So they really didn't know what they wanted. But they were gearing more towards operations, handling, making the food, and not so much facilities maintenance. So, and also we they had just uh, started a new program using a CMMS, which was uh, in our case Corrigo. Nice, that's awesome that uh, you had an opportunity to basically come in and uh, start in as an assistant, and then just kind of work your way up into a facility manager, especially with a growing company um, like RPM Pizza. Which I think, as you've told me before, that uh, RPM is part of the Domino's franchise. Am I correct? It's Domino's. Yeah, we're the largest franchise of Domino's. Uh, we always fluctuate around 180. Uh, at one time, we had 187, um, but but yeah, so we always hover around 180. 180 stores is tough to manage, you know. So, are you the only facility manager that uh, takes care of them, or do you have a team that you work with that handles those stores as well, too? No, it's, it's me. Um, so, I'm the facilities manager for all those stores, and it's kind of unique because RPM Pizza uh, main area or footprint was Mississippi, Louisiana, and then we bought 40 stores in Indianapolis, which is a big jump, right? And then we acquired seven more stores uh, in Alabama, the uh, Mobile Market. So we kind of spread out a little bit, but it's it's been a great it's been a great challenge. Yeah, that's really interesting. How you guys have basically been growing by acquiring other uh, franchises throughout the United States. It looks like it's in the Midwest to South, if you will, and uh, that's going to be uh, difficult as well too, as you kind of add more locations to your to your belt. Is this basically like a, a business model that you guys are trying to follow right now? With a business model? Well, I mean, I, I think, you know, with the Indianapolis acquisition, it was just a pretty good deal. Um, so, you know, and it was the largest acquisition. I, I want to say it was the largest acquisition ever like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure if we can successfully run the business with what we have and we feel like we can – Acquire more, I, I don't see why. But I'm not, you know, I'm not in leadership. But my dream is to see it grow. You know, so you've got 180 locations, you know, through through the South Midwest, and basically, you know, it's it's a lot of stores to, to manage when things are going wrong, you know. And so, what helps you do a good job as far as 
managing these locations? Do you have good partnered vendors? Do you have a system that you've created? What is it that's helping you kind of do this? Well, of course we use um, our work order network, which is uh, Carigo. And I wouldn't be able to do what I do if I didn't have uh, great vendors. I mean, I, I rely heavily on my vendors. Um, you know, they're pretty much, I advocate for my vendors, my vendors, you know, we, we have close relationships. Um, but as a, I, I went to school for industrial engineering, technology and logistics. And pretty much what that is, is somebody who comes in, looks at processes and, and try to, you know, see how they can be simplified or run uh, better. So I want to get to the point where the typical work orders run themselves and we just maintain the relationships. Um, but yes, I know you asked the question about will it, if we if we acquire more businesses, will it um, present bigger challenges? It will. However, I feel that with the right processes, it can be run, you know, very smoothly. Yeah, that makes sense. It's all about systems and processes that makes your, your operations go smoother and better, if you will. You know, and so how long have you been doing this so far? I mean, four or five years, six? About six years. So you've been doing this for about six years and you're and you're kind of developing your your thing, your way of how you operate and all that stuff, which is exciting. Now, whenever you're working with your vendors, you say they're you know a big reason of, for your success. Are you having certain vendors that you just kind of fly throughout the United States, throughout the, your, your region of your stores and your locations? Or do you kind of have, you know, certain locations have certain vendors that you've kind of been working with for a while? What's kind of your approach to all of that? They would have to be very specialized to take a trip from Mississippi to Indy, Indianapolis, right? I mean, personally, I don't, it sounds bad, but I don't get to visit all my stores. You know, I know most facility managers, they'll visit their store at least once a year. But with 180 stores, you know, I can't do that. Um, and so from from the beginning of my position, I was always trained to make those decisions from the desk, but also build those relationships so that I can get work done. Again, going back to processes, if a vendor is able to have such a high standard of quality that they're used in other parts of the region, kudos to them. Right now, I'm trying to develop one one. Um, one vendor who does signs for them to do all of our signs and then have them shipped up to whoever needs to install them. You know, that kind of cuts down on the printing costs, that cuts down on the, uh, it sharpens the standards and the quality of the work. So there, there is a, a way for a vendor to be local but also service other areas. But again, they have to be almost, you know, uh, unicorns. And they're out there. They're out there. Yeah, that makes complete sense. I definitely see where you're coming from on that. So whenever you're, you know, shopping for vendors and, and you're looking to partner with a vendor, what is it that you look for to partner with someone that uh, you for a certain service or certain just kind of work that you're looking for? What do you look for to, to, to partner with them to help you kind of move your your facilities to the next level, if you will? Well, um, I really look for companies that can communicate well. There's always going to be growing pains. Um, there's always going to be, you know, a learning curve, but the communication is key because we always want to keep everyone in the loop. And for a company to communicate well, that does help with the rapport of not just the office personnel who pays the check, but also operations. You know, I, I spoke about growing pains. As far as in the RPM piece of world and me, I've always looked for the smaller companies that can grow because you know, it's a better relationship, but with them growing, they always, you know, they have to bring in new people. They're spread a little bit more thin. Typically, when a when a mom and pop is is out there working, 
the head person is the owner and, you know, the, the person who's doing the great job. And then they have to bring in other people who might not have the same standard of work. You know, that can all be worked through. That can all be worked through. But the communication and the customer service is key. You know, it's great that you actually bring that up, that communication is really important for, for yourself as a lot of vendors actually don't do that, you know. And so which kind of brings me to the next thing is, is as a facility manager with RPM Pizza, what would you say is um, what would you say is like your superpower? What makes you so successful at what you do? And, you know, what's your superpower on, on why you're able to do it so well? <laughs> the superpower. Well, let's, let's, let's talk about the struggles first. The struggles, you know, of course, in remote markets, um, it's hard to find someone who will adapt to a corporate standard. You know, typically in a smaller market, I will use somebody outside of Carrigo. It, it just makes more business sense than sending somebody from a, a third party, uh, especially if I've already developed that relationship. But when you speak about superpower, I might be telling on myself, but I think my superpower is being able to form those relationships, you know, and and make sure that the stores are taken care of, but also the vendor is taken care of. Because, you know, in a pinch, I, and I preach, I preach this, uh, we have a piece of college, I preach this, you know, the critical pieces of equipment, you need to have your vendor's phone number. Person, The person who's, who's doing the work, or typically doing the work, you need their name uh, and phone number in your phone. You know, they need to be your best business friend. Because, you know, a critical piece of equipment is going to go down on Friday on a holiday. And if you don't really have a relationship, you're probably 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 going to be at the bottom of the list. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, especially whenever you are, you know, you have certain pieces of equipment that do need immediate assistance. Keeping those relationships are critical and key for someone like yourself. Developing those business relationships, not, you know, I treat people how, how I want to be treated. And so I think that's my superpower is just developing those relationships. Yeah, man, I love that. That's, that's a great way of putting it, developing those relationships. That's something that I don't hear all the time. And, you know, so with your superpowers and what you're really good at doing, what would you say is that what what do you enjoy so much about being a facility manager? Uh, I mean, you've got so many things to do, fires to put out, that sort of stuff. And what is it that you just truly enjoy that you look forward to doing, you know, daily or, or whatever the case is? I'd love to kind of hear that side of it as well, too. Um, I like making people's day. You know, typically in operations, they're out there making the product, you know, selling, um, managing their team. And then something goes wrong and they, they just can't get over that hurdle. And then they call me, you know, and I'm able to push it through for them. And just knowing that I'm able to help someone who's out there trying to do the best they can, but then they hit this roadblock and they have no one else to call, you know, me being that person, almost like the savior complex, I guess. I don't know. No, I totally get it. You know, being that person of service where you're out there to serve people, you're out there to help people, that, that means a lot to, to individuals. That means a lot to myself and it means a lot to other people as well too. So I totally understand where you're coming from about being that savior, if you will. You know, which brings me to the next thing that I want to kind of talk about is you're obviously doing things to, to improve what you're currently doing and um, in, in your facility. And what are some things that you would love to see or would love to start doing? And, and what do you see for the future of how facilities is kind of shifting, if you will? Well, um, going back to, you know, what I love about facilities management, imagine somebody, you know, in a hot kitchen and they're, they're used to the hot temperature at the moment, right? Because they're used to, you have these ovens that's constantly pumping up, pumping out hot air and, you know, the, the, the AC is cooling. But once they notice that difference in temperature, then things go, you know, is exponential. Like, 
they're they're frustrated. They're you know wanting to. Um, it's just human nature. We we don't want to be hot, but being able to catch that issue before it becomes critical, I think that's the next wave that is is coming. But being on top of that wave, knowing how to piece the puzzle together to accomplish a fully automated system. And so that's one of the things that I really want to get into is the complete automation of work orders so that so that critical pieces of equipment or comfort doesn't go down without um, an automatic response, automatic, you know, knee-jerk reaction, not from me, but from the system that I've, I've set up, pretty much uh, touchless, yeah. Yeah, that makes complete sense. I definitely see where you're coming from. I mean, the, the toughest challenge is, is having all this available technology to us as uh, facility managers and just even in other industries. And somehow there's just not really any anything out there that's kind of like putting all the stuff together. Like there are a lot of companies that are kind of coming out there that I've seen uh, through the you know past few months that are pretty awesome. I mean, one of them is uh, Ecotech or Ecotrack, I mean, um, that company essentially has something kind of similar to what you're talking about with tracking um, parts and, and whatnot. But, you know, at the end of the day, it just looks like a lot of people are kind of just hodgepodging all of this, you know. And so do you have maybe a prediction? Do you think that, um, you know, we can start seeing some differences in the near future where there's probably a, a solution or two or three and we're all kind of using this more of an automated system that almost tells us exactly something's going to happen before it even happens. You know, I'd love to kind of see your take on that. I would say within the next seven years, um, you know, we would have uh, fully built out that technology. There's so many pieces to it, though. Um, so we have the the EMSs of the world who can send us alerts of if a temperature is out of whack or if the humidity is wrong, or if the amperage on a compressor is, 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 uh, is out of whack. So we have that component. We have the ability to um, create work orders from just the QR code, which in itself doesn't seem like a lot. But if you're able to generate a whole work order from a QR code, what's actually happening is all the clicks that you would have did on your phone is right there in that QR code, and it's already pre-filling out the form. And if you already have a system set up to where a specific task is associated with a specific vendor, then, you know, that means that work order is going to that person just with the click of a button. Um, so that's, so you have the work order side, you have the equipment side. There's some, there's some certain things that have to happen for them all, all to connect. And I feel like for them all to connect, um, they have to, every, most programs already have APIs. They just have to be built out to communicate with each other. Honestly, I don't see why a company hasn't already did the did this uh, you know type of technology because it, we have all the pieces is just not put together. Yeah, I can't agree with you more than than what you're saying right now. I mean, I'm a big fan of the the advancements with uh, APIs uh, and what they do with allowing different softwares to go out there and interconnect with whatever your platform is so they can communicate each other, push data back and forth, et cetera, or just pull data. You know, um, this kind of reminds me of, of Salesforce. If you're familiar with Salesforce, uh, they're basically, you know, a, a CRM, a customer relationships management system platform uh, that helps people manage their sales tools uh, so they can take people through the sales pipeline um, to where they can, you know, finalize the sales. 
they specialize on, on doing that. However, they have integrations and APIs with all sorts of companies uh, that you can just basically push data into Salesforce so it's all tracked, which is amazing if you're using Salesforce. It's a very robust system uh, that it's just very customizable. And uh, so this is kind of what, what I see the future potentially looking like. Um, you know, are you familiar with Salesforce? I mean, have you seen what they're kind of doing? Because right now what they're doing from what I've seen is they're acquiring companies that support what they do um, or things that they don't specialize in because they know that someone else is a little bit better at it. That's what should be taking place in this whole, you know, um, work order system, QR code, um, asset management, like all of that. That is what should be taking place right now because that's what, what's missing, in my opinion, in this piece of the puzzle. Yeah, I mean, and if I was a programmer who knew API, you know, I would just build it myself, but I don't. And that's exactly what we're seeing right now. I mean, Service Channel is kind of doing a little bit of that where they create API connections um, to their platform. But no, definitely, I definitely see what you're trying to get to. Oh, and one other thing with EMS, you know, that's a hot that's a hot topic. You know, energy management systems. Of course, we want to save money on energy and lower, uh, you know, by lowering the energy, you lower your bill. Just speaking frankly, as a facilities manager, we don't really want more alerts. We want to know about the issue and that it's being fixed without us having to do anything about it, you know, because um, a, a lot of a lot of EMS, you know, they, they'll tell us that we have this service, we'll monitor your food and food safety is very big right now. So food safety is big, energy savings is big, but from my position as a facilities manager, I want that next step. I want that predictive analytic that's going to tell me, okay, and uh, within the month, you're going to have these three ACs go out. And then from there, also create work orders, you know, of course, with my approval, but setting limits that if this if if this happens, then do this, send this work order to, you know, and so all, all those pieces are there. We just have to put it together. Yeah, I got to say, I love the way you you approach this and you think about it as well, too. I mean, you're really taking, um, you know, what you've learned in college and then also just kind of seeing what else is out there with technology and trying to just streamline and systemize what you're currently doing. Anyways, um, Nate, I don't want to cut you off. I'm having a great time interviewing you, but uh, we're kind of reaching our time limit. My goal is here is to kind of keep it around 18 to 20 minutes. So that's really concise to the point and get some really good knowledge and information. Uh, so again, this has uh, been a great opportunity uh, to, to take the time to kind of learn a little bit more about what you have to offer as a facilities manager, what you've been doing over the, you know, the past few years, uh, working with RPM, pizza and you know nate like it's been a pleasure uh so again guys this is nate lee from rpm pizza um he's uh kind of just sharing a little bit more about his knowledge as being a facility manager for a restaurant i appreciate your time uh, again this is javier lozano jr with cmi mechanical we are a national hvac company that can help service your uh, multi-site retail restaurants or properties or hotels uh, when it comes to heating and cooling if you guys are interested in being a part of this interview process where we just interview you, learn more about what you have to offer and just give us value to, to grow this community, we'd love to talk to you. Feel free to, wherever you found this, um, you know, either reach out to me on LinkedIn. You could always find us on Twitter as well too, but have a great day. Thanks a lot.